0: Words from the hills reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. So I welcome you all, and um, I was explaining to some people we are not doing this because we are trying to make a statement, but at the same time we are trying to make a statement. We are not trying to make a statement to men. We are trying to make a statement in the spirit, to principalities, to powers. We're not trying to make a statement or get popular or so that people will say they are having a conference in Lagos, just and Abuja. We are doing it because we have been tasked with an apostolic assignment. And we realize that it is time for there to a, be a breaking loose. And as we we're praying at some point yesterday, I heard the Lord begin to give an analogy of a woman who has come to full term and her baby is almost 42 weeks and her water has refused to break. And I sense that the spirit of God is carrying out an inducement over this generation, inducing the womb of this generation so that there are water we break, so that there will be a bringing forth and a breaking out. And so what we saw last year and we thought last year was a lockdown and a shutting down, but rather what it is was like a woman with a high-risk pregnancy. And the doctor, which is Jesus, began to say, you know what, I need to incubate my people. I need to incubate my church. I need to incubate my soldiers because in the year that is coming, I'm going to cause a breaking forth to happen. I'm going to cause a release to happen. I'm going to cause a manifestation to happen and it will happen with a cry it will happen like the shout of a baby and you will not be able to say you did not know that it happened and so that's why one of the things that are essential in this season is the consciousness of the workings of the spirit and the alignment with the workings of the spirit because it is not enough to know that a woman is pregnant if you are not there to bear witness to it there is a measure of Faith concerning the process that you will never have. If you have ever stayed with a woman that is giving birth to a baby, you would understand that it completely changes your life. It completely changes your mentality concerning the woman and concerning the value of a child. Because the experience of the process also bets something in you. And this is not the generation to play with. So when the Lord began to speak of Lagos, Joss and Abuja, there are several prophetic words over these cities. We know that Lagos is the trading hub and I could begin to go deep now into prophetic realms and how these things work. But you know there is something about trading and I have taught sermons about trading, trading physically and trading in the realm of the spirit. But there is something about the interaction and the desires of the heart of men when it comes to mammon. You know, I've been thinking about the story about how the ark of God was carried, first of all, by the children of Israel and the selfish sons, Hophni and Phinehas, and they took it into battle when they were not meant to carry the ark. The ark was not usually taken into battle. The ark was left in the Holy of Holies. It was left in the presence of God. But because of their desires and their selfish ambition, they brought the protocol of the worship of God and they carried Carried the holy presence of God. And they carried it into a battle that was meant to be for their benefit because they wanted to win. Because they wanted to gain. Because they wanted to take over their, their enemy's territories and their enemies' goods. And they took the ark of God into battle. And so many times, you find out that we raised a generation that was taught and was told that the ark of God is meant for your battles. That the ark of God is meant for your issues. That the ark of God is meant for your dealings. That the ark of God is meant to help you get the contract. That the ark of God is meant to make you prosper we have raised the generation that have thought and have imagined that this is the purpose of the ark and that's why there were certain kinds of priests that were raised at a point in time priests that were operating like Hophni and Phinehas and it was all about the gain it was all about the attraction it was all about the increase and so the Lord God Almighty allowed them to be taken taken into into slavery for for the battle to be won and they lost the priests and for a season the children of Israel were without the ark for a season, the children of Israel were without Eli, because Eli also died in the same day that Hophni and Fini has died. And for a season, the children of Israel could have looked at themselves and said that all that we are left with is a little priest or a little prophet as he were, because his name was Samuel. He was small, he was young. He didn't carry the experience of Eli. He didn't carry the same articulation of Eli. He didn't carry the same confidence of Eli, because somewhere was being schooled in the ways of priesthood and in the ways of being a prophet it's almost like a generation that rose up at some point i saw a mass exodus of people from system as usual and i saw a cry of people asking where what how every time people ask me where is the power of god in the church i ask them where is the power of god in your life It is very easy to look at these stories and imagine that it is something that is existing outside of you. But every time you view a story in the Bible, before you begin to translate it into the occurrences in the church structure, translate it into the occurrence of the structure of church within you. So when you think about it, how many times have you carried the ark of God into battles that the ark had no business being there? How many times have you risen up in the spirit of Hophni and Fenehas and you have gone to wars and you have gone to battle with an unprepared priesthood, with a priesthood that has not gone through circumcision, with a priesthood that has not gone through the process of the spirit, with a priesthood that does not understand submission, with a priesthood that has not come into the place of revelation, with a priesthood that does not understand the dealings of God, with a priesthood that has never had to go through a dark season and come out on the other side breathing light. When was the last time you arose like Hophni and Phinehas and your entire prayer and your entire dealings in the courts of God, in the temple of God was about your gain? Every time you think about these guys and you think about this nature of priesthood, I need you to ask yourself, are there dimensions like that that have woken up inside of you before? And every time you cried prayer, every time you cried worship, every time you cried church, every time you cried power, All you could see was your glory, your fame, your increase. And God said to Eli, he said, because you have not trained this generation right. Because you have not taught them the ways of the spirit. Because you have not raised them to respect consecration. Because you have not taught them how I deal with the priests. Because you have not showed them how to light the candle. Because you have not introduced them to the protocols of the holy of holies. You will die with them. You and that generation will die. He said, I will wait till Samuel arises. Young, unskilled, but holy at heart. Ask yourself, how many cycles of life have you missed? Because you came to a point in your life that your Eli could not train your Hophni and Phinehas. That the times when you operated in the things of the spirit, you could not break out of there, and the things you bet in your life were untrained in the ways of the spirit. How many times are the spiritual things that you have only about the dealings when you come into worship and prayer and you are crying and you are saying, Oh God, I need you. Oh God, I cry for you. I need your life. I need your grace. And you come out of the place of prayer, you are as rude as an untrained child. You are wicked, selfish, backbiting. Your business is constantly stealing from people. Everything you lay your hand to do breaks people. Hofni and Phinehas does not only represent your physical children, they represent everything that you birth. In the same scripture that God said, except a man builds a house, he that builds a building in vain. The verses after that was ending are saying, blessed is a man whose womb is filled, quiver is filled with children. He said they are like arrows and they will answer his enemies at the gates. Your building is not only your physical building. It is the things that fill your quiver. The things that you have built. The things that you have established. The things you have raised. Everything around your life by which you can be defined. That carries your DNA. Are they trained in the ways of God? God said to Eli, Because you have not raised your hofni and your Phinehas, You have not taught them how to carry what you carry. You have worshipped God like he's an idol, like he's shungo. That you come and you pour wine, you pour oil, you give him yam and a dead chicken and you walk away. After you leave the shrine, you live your life as you please. You have not learned how to carry the worship and carry it into the movement of your life. He said, Eli, you will go. Because the wrongdoing of a child cannot be completely blamed on the child. Train up a child in the way that he should go. When he grows, there is a time that you grow and things cannot be changed. It is when you are a child that you are trained. I raised a generation or we raised a generation that could not understand the concept of liberty. And they imagine liberty to be to be whatever you want to be, however you want to be. Never understanding the excess exercise of liberty within the context of honoring God. A generation that said, Grace is the freedom to do as you please, without understanding that grace is the empowerment to do as He pleases. God says, Because you have not trained your generation, Eli you will die with them. I'm not bringing a message of doom. Even though every time you look at in the day of his power, the day of the Lord, all you will see is doom, doom, darkness, doom, fire, brimstone. And then you ask yourself, how can we call it, conference the day of the Lord. The ark of God was then taken by the Philistines. And it was taken into three different Philistine cities. But what strikes me is when the ark was first taken into the city where Dagon was. Dagon, that is the God of fertility and increase. It was the God that managed their agriculture, their wealth. And it was the God that gave them prosperity. These guys entered the temple and they saw that Dagon had fallen Face down before the ark. They went and they raised Dagon. Put him back on his feet. Came the next day. Saw that Dagon had fallen again. Arms, legs broken. They said, ah, the problem is the ark. Let us remove the ark and take it to Ashdod or Gath. I think it was Ashdod, Gath, and Ekron. So let's remove the ark from Ashdod, take it to Gath. From Gath, they took it to Ekron. How is it that they did not think to themselves? This thing that has the ability to topple over our God. Perhaps it is greater than our God's. Dagon represented the power of productivity. The power of increase. The power of money. The power of influence. The power of fame. The power of fortune. In one night it was toppled over. And you did not stop to ask yourself. Perhaps the Lord is dethroning a God. So that he may enthrone himself. They wait and continue struggling how to raise their gun back. A God that you have to set on its feet is not a God. Is it possible for the mind of a people to be so consumed by benefits that they cannot see or hear or feel the warning signals of God? Today and throughout this conference, we are here to tear the veils. Because that's what the spirit of the prophetic does. It opens the eyes of a people. But when you mix the spirit of the prophetic with the spirit of the apostolic, it opens the eyes of a generation and sets them on their feet. And that's what this conference is about. Because forget 2020 and all the things that happened. It was a warning, it was a preparation, it was a setting. For the race that is ahead of us. There are people that are still wallowing in the weight of the Netflix they watched in 2020. The Netflix is still chaining them. They still, they can't... Still wallowing. There's no series that they don't know on Netflix. Plus the one that should be watched, plus the one your eyes should not even see at all. All of them residing in the spirits. Some people have not been able to get over the failure of last year. Some marriages have not been able to get over the brokenness they realized in 2020. Some people have not been able to get over the realization of how poorly they raised their children. They only saw it when they were locked in the children in the house for for a couple of months. Some people have dressed it up and have never asked themselves... Why has God caused Dagon to fall? Is it possible that God even at that time was trying to reach the Philistines? Is it possible that even at that time he was trying to get some of them just to defect from there to the camp of Israel saying your God is a fearsome God? The reason why some of us, some people die, never achieving the things they were called to achieve by God is because they never stopped for one day to ask themselves, could I be wrong? Could I be wrong? Not to ask me, because I don't know all things. Not to ask Pastor Nigelo, because he doesn't know. We know in part, we prophesy, in part but there is one who knows all things to go back to him and ask him could I be wrong I get things that I need to align and realign every time the Lord begins to speak a message like this God is not trying to bring us down God is not trying to puncture your energy God is not trying to kill your ginger As a matter of fact, God is trying to raise you up and build you up and establish you so that you are without shame. So that you are without anyone who can oppose you in the spirit. God is raising you up in the strength of his counsel. So that who is it that can raise a word against you? In Psalm 110, Pimo, please, can you pass my Bible? It was speaking about in the day of his power. Thank you, sir. How the people will be willing. And just talking about the works of God. I'm just going to go to where the Holy Spirit is taking me to right now. Because I feel the Lord just asking me, you know, to speak again. And I was touching on it during our prayer meeting yesterday, and speaking about when the Lord begins to speak to you about certain matters, and how people say, oh, God cursed them in the Garden of Eden. And I said, it is impossible for God to curse who he has blessed. Because he's the one that says, blessing and curses cannot come from the same spring. So he never cursed man. As a matter of fact, he was revealing to man the effect of his mistakes and saying that because of this that you have done let me help you out these are the things that will begin to happen so it was really more of a courtesy of love and saying you will begin to stumble you won't know why let me explain it to you so he didn't curse them and when when he said cursed is the earth now Because of you. He wasn't even cursing the earth. He was explaining to them that because of your action, even the earth is now laboring under a new kind of weight. And you see, part of what the Lord is doing in this conference is bringing us to this place where we can receive His dealings, where we can receive His word. Where we can receive his teachings. Because there are people here that are sitting down on ministries. They are sitting on their calling. In fact, they've padded the calling so that it will get more comfortable when they sit. You understand? Padded it with excuses. Padded it with lies. Padded it with explanation. So that before you even tell them about ah, they can say, no. <laughs> you see, let me explain it to you. There's a dimension in which whereby. by. Even you that you are saying, Bo Pimo, how far, you told me about a church that you want to raise. Even you, you will feel stupid when you are telling the person. They've padded it. <laughs> but you see, by the end of this day of the Lord, that ministry will come to life. That grace and anointing that God has called you to walk in, it will come to life. Because you see, this conference is for you. And part of what God said to us was that in this conference, he's going to, where is Godwin? He's going to, Godwin, that he's going to release the centrifugal force of the spirit. And as soon as the spirit of God said it, I remember the meaning, I I remember that in chemistry, being in physics, they taught us about those two forces, centripetal and centrifugal. Who goes to school? Should I test you? You know, I remember that centripetal is the force that pulls to the middle and centrifugal is the force that throws out. And so centripetal is really what we have walked with or in in a long time. And we have described the church like a centripetal force. Pulling us to the middle, gathering us, gathering, let's gather, let's gather. But the centrifugal is what we throw us out. It's yes, yes. what we push us out. It's what we scatter pre-existing systems. It's what we make certain people to arise and say, God is calling me to the Philippines and I'm going. It's what we make certain people to say, you know what? I'm about to open 10 new branches of my business because I sense the Spirit of God pulling me to Asia, pulling me to Australia, pulling me to Canada. The centrifugal force is a kind of force that came upon the disciples. And in that day, ordinary men stood up and they became evangelists. Do you know the kind of logistics and administration it takes to host 5,000 people without planning? This guy stood up. He says, In that, that day, Peter began to speak. He said, Men and brethren, this is the day that was spoken about by the prophet Joel. I says, After he spoke, Thousands of people gave their lives to Christ. Where did they put them? How did they host the altar call? Which church did they disseminate them to? How did they now do leadership and admin? Something happened to this guy. When the centrifugal force of the kingdom comes upon a generation, their minds will open up. You will be trained as a fisherman, but you will operate as a CEO. You'll be trained as a carpenter, but you begin to operate as a governor. Because the wisdom of God has got no respect for human education. When the wisdom comes upon you, you become like a holy Bezaleel. And in one day, you begin to have the ability to not only see visions, but to craft it into substance. The centrifugal force. Because the centrifugal force is a doing force, the centrifugal force is an establishing force, the centrifugal force is a matching force, the centrifugal force is a force that says the only way forward is forward. You go, he says, We are releasing that in this conference. The days of being called to minister, and you say, I don't know, it's not me, or please, I just want to hide in my corner. When you go to that corner, fire will burn you. I know you are saying that's the Edo inside of her. It's not a that is doing me. I am prophesying to you when you go and hide, fire will burn you. It will burn. It will burn you. You will stand on the street and you'll be shouting, "Give your life to Christ, oh!" Because you'll be shouting because you now have a revelation of death that is coming if you don't activate. If you hear me praying for myself. You think it's Satan I'm praying against? My God, break, scatter, pull, shuffle, remove my day, ibaeka. You say who she pray me? I'm praying for because I recognize that my humanity is constantly at war with divinity, and there is a force that pulls it down. There is a force that pulls it down. I want my life to be raised like an altar. The type that Abraham raised. That two generations, I be mean how many generations later, Jacob could encounter it and the heaven was still opened over his grandfather's altar. So part of what is going to happen, for those people who are saying itinerant ministries are becoming too much, churches, you never start. Because you're about to see an explosion of ministers. You're about to see an explosion of ministry. You're about to see an explosion of people going into business. Everybody now wants to be an entrepreneur. You've not seen entrepreneurship. It's about to start. Are there going to be mistakes? Of course. Mistakes are okay. never afraid of making mistakes as a matter of fact I glory in them as far as it's not the type that injures God ah I make mistake oh I didn't know let me correct my ways is it more than that I correct myself but to not move is the problem stuck held down bound By a lying image of perfection. But you see, throughout this conference, please, if you see God, wait. Throughout this conference, God is going to break all of that. Hope you must please sit down. So, in Psalm 110, the Lord began to speak. And... It says, "He, Lord, set my Lord. There's Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand." Uh, am I reading the right scripture? In the day of His power, the people shall be willing. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. You know, sit at my verse three, right? Sit at my right hand, and I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength. Out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers. Another version says your people shall be willing. In the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are the priest forever. According to the order of Melchizedek, the Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. This scripture is speaking about the working of the strength of God. And as God begins to move, through his people, or we, the offspring, thank you so much, the offspring and the extension of Christ, begins to speak about the workings of God in us and through us, and the things that we are going to be able to do. He says, in the day of your power, your people shall be willing. That means they were already and always his people, but there was a measure of non-submitting to the ways, to the movements, to the dealings, to the power that he wants to bring out through them. He says, but there is a power. There is a day that is his day. And when that day comes, they will submit themselves. They will allow themselves. And this is that day. This is that day. Where people will say, God, whatever it is you want to do, I'm ready. But you see, there is something that makes a man to look and say, God, whatever you want to do. It is a revelation of eternity that makes it possible for a man to build on this earth eternally. To have an eternal perspective. To have an eternal picture. I have found out that there are even believers that when you speak about eternity, they are afraid. Some of them are angry. Some of them are agitated. They say, Oh, you know, I don't want to die. Aunties and uncles, it is a reality. We are here to die. Honestly, it's a reality. And the reality gives you perspective. The reality is what will make you settle quarrel with people. The reality is what will make you say, I'm sorry. I didn't, ah, you should have told me now that I hurt you. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. The reality is what will make you act like a fool. (laughs) Because you know that a day is coming. On me and the thing about that day is that it does not announce itself. Have you ever seen where you see or you don't see any hey, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Death, I have been sent from Hades, and I'm just going to be announcing the amount of casualties we'll have in the month of January. So, from Nigeria, I see um, who is Badamossi. How many times have we seen that? No, there is no announcement, there is no preparation. Oh, Pierre, why are you talking about death? Because until you can look at the other life, there is an amount of enthusiasm with which we engage the issues of this life. Until you look there, you will never have it. Until you understand that the Jesus you worship, he is living here, existing here fully through his church. But there is also a place that he is. And he will come from that place back into this world. And then we establish a world that is a merging of both. It gives you perspective. It gives you strength. It gives you wisdom. It makes you move. In Acts chapter 1 verse 1 to 8. It was speaking about the instructions of Jesus. And it was talking about how, you know, these things Jesus began to do and to teach after, you know, he resurrected. And he said, after he resurrected. And I'm going to run for like 10, 15 minutes, but I need you to stay with me. Because if you notice, I'm trying to talk slowly. Because if you leave me, I'll just go like typewriter. And then you may not hear like 70% of what I say. In Acts chapter 1... And he began to speak about the things he began to do and to teach. And he said after he resurrected, the things he was talking about consistently were the things of the kingdom. For 40 days, I've been emphasizing this to my team, that for 40 days after he resurrected, all he taught them, Linda, was kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Kingdom, all he was explaining to them. So you may think to yourself, what we were teaching them was, you know, we're going to be strong, we're going to build churches without war. No. What is a kingdom? If you were to be taught it as a course in school, would the lecturer be saying, you're going to have fire, you're going to have strength, you're going to have grace? Lecturer I have had. If kingdom was a topic, they would begin to write subtitles like governance, systems, administration, structure, citizenship policies that they'll begin to explain to you how these things work productivity growth business family those are the things you will see for 40 days this was all jesus was teaching them how to work these things how to work these things i don't know about you but i am tired of settling for ignorance you know what I found out has happened to us as a church? The moment we hit a brick wall, something we don't understand, we'll just build a tent there. And they will raise fire there. We'll beat drums there. Collect offering there. Because, now yeah we know we shall be, not kill ourselves, not be making Jesus. Just stand. Then you just, you know, raise an altar there. God did not call you to dwell in the wilderness he called you to journey into a promised land so I am tired of that kind of settling there is a wisdom that enables us to journey many people have settled in areas of their lives because you could never find the definition of those things some people heard the message oh go into the world take kingdoms they entered politics they died there They enter media, arts and entertainment. They died there. They started sleeping with people. Some started collecting bribe. They entered sectors and they could not find themselves after one year. So when they say take, they are not saying go to school. You take it first in the spirit. And as you begin to topple the governments, and as you begin to topple the infrastructure of darkness in the realm of the spirit... The Lord then begins to show you how to build infrastructures in the physical. Because there must always be, there's something called the replacement theory. Every time a thing is moved in the spirit, a thing has to replace it. It says if a demon is cast out of a man. The demon will be roaming about and checking. What has it filled the place with? When he sees that nothing has filled the place, he will come back and he will come back with his seven stronger brothers. Have you, when you were young, you ever looked for trouble? Somebody that has big brothers, but you didn't know. <laughs> Do you understand? You corner the person after school. You say, I will beat you. You beat the girl. Then after school, the next day, the girl say, come, come. Come and beat me again now. You say, you are still talking. You chase the girl. As you just reach one corner, you just saw seven chests. ha. <laughs> Alice, you didn't tell me you had brothers now. The beating they will give you. Do you, understand, do you understand the picture I'm telling you? That's exactly what happens. When a demon leaves a place, when a system is delivered, when a business is delivered and is now rebirthed in the knowledge of God, but then you don't, you don't now establish new structures to replace the old demonic structures that you pull down. The Bible says what left will come back. But it will come back eight times stronger because it's him plus seven. today it will be eight times stronger. And they said the situation of that thing is going to be worse than what it was before. Think about it even as a nation. Think about it as a marriage. Think about it as friendship. Think about it as relationships. And imagine that that was the case. Godwin, I can't hear you. I can't hear, I can't hear There's something I'm looking for behind me. I can't hear it. Think about it. And then it's not replaced. So, part of what Jesus was teaching them was how to replace, how to build back. How to build back. You see, church is about to change. And when I say church, I'm not talking about Sunday service. Because you can't remove Sunday service, forget it. It's very important. Do you understand what I'm saying? Very important, the gathering of the saints, fellowship, worship, union in prayer, prophecy. Excuse you. It's very important. You can't take it away. What I'm talking about is the outworking of it. You're about to see schools, church schools that are about to be raised. And when I say church schools, it won't be called church, but it's a school. And it is reschooling and redefining the minds of men. Bringing them back into the liberty, the liberty thought pattern. So that people cannot dare to dream and dare to build. Because what they used to think was impossible, they now begin to see pathways by which it can be possible. You are about to see kingdom templates being released. People will publish books and millions of people, because of that book, will start up things. Why? Because there is yet a wisdom in heaven. And if indeed we are going to build kingdom, that wisdom will be released. But like I said in the beginning, fire does not happen by mistake. Power does not happen by mistake. There is a searching. There is a seeking. If you are not seeking, ask yourself why. Ask yourself why? Why am I not seeking? Why am I not desiring. Why well, am I okay with status quo? Ask yourself. Is it possible you are under a snare? Is it possible you are under some sort of captivity? And their plan or the working of it, the strategy of it is that this one will never feel a need to rise up. Let them just be okay. But um, Rabbi Noah was around in 2019, he was explaining to us the meaning of a curse and how the original Hebrew word, the meaning actually means lightness, lightweight. When a person does not take things seriously, nothing makes you do mm, there's no determination, there's no eagerness, there's no desire, there's no deep yearning. You are just okay. Bare, bare, no. Just like we just go. He said, that's what it is. And that was what Esau was operating under. He was giving this hefty thing that Abraham labored for for years. Abraham gave it to Isaac. Isaac carried it diligently. This guy had it. He took it for granted. That's why God said, Esau, I have Jacob, I have loved. It's not just the people. It's the dimension of operation. That God is like, Mm-mm. you see this way. I can never follow a man that walks like that. But you see this other one. A person that understands the depth of importance of the blessing. He said that kind of man that is always seeking, seeking, searching. He's even willing to leave his father and his mother. Just so that he can activate that which he took from Esau. He said I will be with him. It will not happen by mistake. I tell people, I say, waiting at the edge of your table of blessing is always a Jacob. So just in case you think that God is sitting down and waiting. I say, you know, you know I'm here for you. As a matter of fact, I worship at your feet. All creation bows at your feet. Oh, daughter of mine. Oh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. You're lying. It's not even God that we do the tea, It's Jacob. Jacob will just pass corner like this. That thing that you are sitting on. That revelation. That ability to dream, to see visions. That capacity to declare and the heavens move. That thing you are sitting on, Jacob will just come, slide it. The day Esau wakes up, Isaac, is there yet anything for me? Ah, sorry, Some people is business ideas. You constantly have it, but nothing happens to it. And you have never taken a 40 day fast to ask God why? it's not the fast that answers the question the fast releases your spirit to be able to come into the revelation of the answer because the answer is always with you you just cannot break into the realm where it is plain the problem is blindness that's what happened to man for when Adam fell so the fast will bring light so in the day of his power or the day of the Lord what should happen? it should begin with this hunger it should begin with this desire you are there, you are looking at your child and you are seeing that the same thing that your husband is laboring under is already coming over your child's life and you are doing nothing about it. You are saying that you know everybody will choose their own path. Which path? Which path begin choose? Is it not the work of the parent to craft a path, to pray a path, to open a door of escape by reason of a diligent intercession? Which part is the, of the craft? You are watching. You are looking. There is no eagerness to arise, no cry, no passion, no desire, no anger to say, uh-uh, I can't continue like this." Last year I bought fifty million. It went to nothing. This year I bought another hundred million. I they look. I they look. I still cannot see the progress of the business. And you are sitting there. You never see say, they don't place money go they lost for your hand like water. Oh, you know, in with the righteousness of God, in Christ Jesus, all things are made plain. You know, in God, all things are, uh-huh. Penty rascals. Quoting all the scriptures, never pressing for the power that should accompany the word. These are the things that God is going to shift through the course of this meeting. Part of what the Lord, is, so he said to them, he said, wait, because the Spirit is coming. So God, Jesus released the Holy Spirit upon them. And we saw them, they began to operate in a new kind of grace. They began to operate in a new kind of strength. So the thing that we are crying out for, the establishment of the day of the Lord, is going to happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. So when she began to pray, as she was singing and saying, Holy Spirit, help me to build intimacy with you. Do you know you can sing that for 10 hours? And it will continually have meaning. Because with every time you say it, you will see a new type of intimacy, a new way of intimacy. Help me to build intimacy with you. Jesus said, I know you are fascinated by me, but there is something you need. It's better. Jesus does not lie. He said it's better that I go. Because the one that is coming is what you need more than my physical presence. Yet you have him. You have never laid a demand on the journey that he can bring you into. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. part of what the Lord is doing in this conference is that he's opening gates to us he's opening different kinds of gates gates of time gates of dispensations gates of generations the gates of human calendar Kairos and Kronos he's making it possible for us to enter in to the places that the Lord has designated he's opening gates of time gates of time so that there can be recovery. So that there can be recovery. So that there can be establishment. You see when the Bible says. Forget the former things. Do not remember the things that are past. Do you know it's actually possible. For the Lord to restore the past. It's possible. There are some situations I've gotten into. And. I have gauged it that if, if it were to be given to time, OT, as a normal walking of time, today, tomorrow, next, tomorrow, I will never come out of this matter. Because I have seen that Satan has laid all the arsenals in place to ensure that I remain in this slavery. Because if I wake up and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm free, something will arise again. So when I come into places like that, the Holy Spirit said to me, say, see, you have to go back to the point of the occurrence. And deal with it in time past. So that in present existence, it will be as though it never happened. Let me tell you, time is not sealed. Time is a spiritual element. The back and forth existence of time is sealed to us because we are human. But the moment you step into your divinity, which is timeless, you begin to realize that you have the power to go and overturn altars that were raised the day you were born. The times when they took you to one shrine and you were just a baby, you did not know. They put one mark on your head and said, this one, he will come back and say, he dies. And then you come into 25 and you see you are beginning to display some tendencies. There are cycles in your life you cannot understand. You have prayed, you have gone to prayer meeting, but what you don't have is knowledge on how to deal and navigate through the problem in the spirit. And then the enemy makes you think this is going to be forever and a lie. It don't get beginning, we no not get end. As fast as in this world, it has an end. Even this world, we end. So if you discover the timeless eternal God, he can show you how to navigate around the occurrences and declarations of time so that you can establish a new day for yourself. God, in this meeting, is opening gates of time to us. So that people can re-establish themselves. So that people can regain the things that are lost. So that people can restore the things that have been stolen. He's opening the gates of time. He's opening the gates of kingdoms to us. So that even in this season, you will be able to enter into new spheres and new places and new levels of engagement. He's opening the gates of operation. The ability to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. The ability to operate in the blessings of God. The ability to operate in the strength of your calling. God is releasing the gates of operation. But we must be willing. And we must be ready to step in. God is releasing the centrifugal force. So that we can all be thrown out into the things he has called us to. We need this force. Because some of us have become too afraid to step in do you know every day I meet with great people, Pastor Gideon great do you know when I sit, I can I can see it so if there's one thing about me, I don't know how to fake compliments so, and I don't know how to fake answer to compliments so Pastor Mo always gets me because he'll call me and say PI, I just love you so much I'll say thank you <laughs> because I don't know how to say I love you every time we love each other now we just do the work they go you know he's expressive I don't know so the day I say just know that the thing I'm saying I mean it honestly that's why I don't know if politics can work for me because I'm just like "I I can't do this thing but you see I meet people and when I tell them I see greatness I mean it you can't pay me to lie do you understand? I know they fear you. So if I tell you, say you're great, it's because I see it. But you know, I see a lot of that. But I see a lot of people that fear. Fear has held there. Let me tell you, one of the fear cures to fear is a sense of rascality. Yeah. One of the cures to fear is a sense of rascality. We go duam. The thing will happen, may happen. Just <laughs> waiting what happen, may it happen. Yeah. I found so many people that too. What wants to happen should happen. I always ask myself, you see, what's the worst that will happen? Bata, bata, they will curse you. Or somebody will lie on your head. Or somebody will leave you. Or you will lose money. In no get waiting, they know they feel restored in God. But sit we here and die. Would we not shuffle our feet? perhaps in the camp there is deliverance for us in this next two weeks the chains and the shackles of fear are going to melt off you in Jesus name everything that has held you bound everything that has kept you down and has made it impossible for you to see the grace of liberation by which you can advance into the future that God has for you. They are being broken in the name of Jesus. I declare that this is not your final statement. The season you are in is not the finality of your life. There is yet a day. There is yet a season. There is yet a time. And I declare by the Spirit of God that you are coming into it in the name of Jesus. Even right now I begin to speak for there to be spiritual Partnership that right now, even the angel of God has positioned in your life. We begin to partner with these words that I speak. That they will begin to partner to hasten and to bring to pass the season of the Lord. The season of the Lord. The season of the Lord. And I speak to your life if there be any way where the timing in your life has been manipulated and the desires of God have not been able to come forth and to spring forth because the timing has been manipulated. Right now, in the name of our Lord Jesus, I decree and I declare that as these two weeks begin to pass, you will begin to sense changes happening to you. New kind of strength. You will remember yourself again. You will remember yourself again. Because some people have forgotten who they are. Some people have forgotten who they are. You look in the mirror, you see your physical face but you cannot find your real face. You cannot find the man of strength. You cannot find the woman of vision. You cannot find that person that used to rise up and go every day by reason of the power of the Holy Spirit. I decree and I declare that the waters of your life are being stirred once again. You are not going to die like this. That which the Lord has spoken concerning you it is going to come to pass in the name of Jesus. I begin to decree and I declare that your feet will start to move even though you will sit down something will happen to your legs even your feet will hear the word of the Lord even your feet will hear the word of the Lord your brain will catch up with your legs because your leg will obey God The Bible said, Let all that is within me let it praise God, let it obey God, let it respond to God. I speak to your soul. I say, Wherever your soul was taken captive, it has been held down, it was locked down in darkness. I command that soul in the name of the Lord Jesus be restored, be restored, be restored. Wherever it has been taken, wherever it has been disjointed, and you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't have zeal. I say, You will have zeal. People will say, Your own is too much. Because a fresh fire is coming upon you. You will be scared up. You will be fired up wherever your soul was taken. I begin to release her. Uh, the army of God strength her. Uh, let them go to war on your behalf. Even as the Lord has said her uh, that this is the day of the Lord. I declare that even in this day that which was stolen by hell, that which was stolen by Satan, is being restored right now by reason of the power of the blood. This is part of the reason why Jesus came. I declare that there is a recovery of sight. 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 You cannot unsee what you have seen. Right now, I release you to vision. I open the realms of vision all over this place in the name of Jesus. A couple of people here you used to see, you don't see again. Right now, I ask, oh God that you will release mercy, 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 which is the clear executive order from the throne of God that cannot be stopped by the enemy. That mercy will rise. That mercy will rule. If it was poor stewardship that made us lose it, my God, have mercy on us. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I am not like Esau. We don't have the Esau syndrome. My father, have Messiah me, help me to carry, oh God. Help me to hold, oh God. What you have deposited inside of me, with the intensity that you have given it to me. Mareka bashatali, okopa shatala kaba, eyele boku shaka the waters of your life. Push back. Push back some things. Ekeboro baba baba shika bara bade. Kare baba bashanta bara Re baba baba lekele boshada la batula let hope, let hope rise 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 come on come on you are the priest over your life this one life that you have to live, this single life that you have to live, your days will not be stolen from you, Adama The reward of your existence, it will not be taken from you, Mataska leda. because the gates are open by the power of the Holy Spirit. Rabakoskamarabatoshka, Kiplana Maseke, Eto Mare Ske, Palu Palu Palu, Branda Katalen Shangatala Kisuka Baba Another thing that the Holy Spirit is releasing in this next couple of days is new cycles of grace. New cycles of grace. Let me help you understand. Life is in cycles. The day that God created the heavens and the earth, he set things in place and he said, let them rule. Let the sun rule. Let this light rule. He said, for days and for seasons, for signs and for seasons, there are signs that indicate the seasons of your life. And there are people here, you have said to yourself, I have noticed every two years, it is like the things are built, crumble. I have noticed every five years, it is almost as though I lose much. My relationships and I start again. I have noticed that everything I start stops. Everywhere I walk closes down. Listen to me. There are demonic cycles and an enemy goes to walk in the day of darkness when a man is not looking. When a man is not stewarding. That is when he opens up cycles of darkness in your life. Now you will pray. You will begin to say, Father, new cycles of grace. New cycles of grace. New cycles of grace. New cycles of grace. The Bible says is that the power to life the ability to create life the ability to admonish death the ability to scatter cycles it lies in the tongue you see this may not be your prayer point it's okay <laughs> if you have never noticed anything, it is fine but if you are here or you have come to me for counseling and you are not praying don't come again don't come again because this is the way things change it's not prayer and counseling that changes the matter prayer and counseling brings you to the revelation by which you can pray accurately begin to declare begin to release walk around the hall Stand on your feet. Stand up the waters of your life. Take the posture of a soldier that is going to war. It is, it, is it is the day of the Lord. 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 No man could have set this season in motion. No man could have set this meeting in place. God brought you here for this very reason god sets you here for this very purpose yes lord we release new cycles of grace new seasons of grace we release fresh experiences of truth fresh experiences of power we release her uh, fresh encounters with the holy spirit we release her uh, a new ability to be able to wrestle to be able to contain her uh, we release her uh, heightened discernment heightened discernment to be able to track the activities in the spirit no more oh god uh, would your people be taken by surprise uh, but in the next Jesus, we release her a new kind of spiritual intelligence in the name of Jesus. Yesterday I began to teach them, and I was teaching them about truth. And I said there is truth that is known by reason of the teaching of the word. And there is truth that is experienced by reason of the exercising of the word. But there is also the embodiment of truth. And I said to them, I said, part of what God is doing in this season, even as he declares the day of the Lord, is the embodiment of truth. Where by reason of the exercise of truth, men are able to rise up. Men are able to come into the place where they can establish the heart and the mind of God. If you are here, you will begin to pray that there will be a new kind of revealing of the truth of God the kind of truth that even if it has to contend with your life let it contend Even if it has to push down some things, let it push. Even if it has to remove some people, let it remove. But let truth be established. Can you just raise that prayer? That my God, let your truth be established in my life. Let your truth be established in my ministry. Let your truth be established, oh God, in my marriage. Let your truth be established in my children. Let your truth be established in my business. My God, do not let me be deceived. Do not let me, oh God, imagine your ways right? but Father, open my eyes cause me to see even in this day that you have declared that it is the day of the Lord thank you Holy Spirit even in this season God is raising a new kind of people because the kind of man that can establish The things that God is saying is the kind of person that is no longer afraid and one of the things you are no longer afraid of is controversy because I have never seen a man that has obeyed God and the things he did was okay to everybody. There is a level of controversy that is an indication of rightness with God. But you see, I've seen that many people have stepped back because they are afraid of what people will say. They are afraid of how it will be interpreted. But you see, even in this week that we have entered, God is delivering you from the fear of man. From the fear of man, what will people say? How will people interpret it? You are rising up into a new perspective. You are going to see things that will make it impossible for you to care what someone else thinks about. What you are doing, and you will be able to establish what God has called you to establish. You that you have been sitting back, you have been holding back because you don't want to get into trouble. God is releasing you from that bondage because the Lord is the one that is your helper. The Lord is the one that is your keeper. The Lord is the one that is your defense. Even as you come into this week, as we call it the Day of the Lord, you will begin to experience what it is like to carry the defense of God with you in everything that you do, and. Everywhere that you go, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Because even as you are releasing us, oh God, in this first meeting, in this first teaching, even as you are bringing frame into expectation, even as you are bringing knowledge and understanding, my God, I thank you. Because you are giving us the ability to accommodate the things that you are saying the things that you want to do in the name of our Lord Jesus Father we thank you because even in the establishing of things in this season even as you have called us to build the kingdom and you have called us into alliance and partnerships Father you will show us everything that we need to bring it to pass you will give us meekness you will give us grace you will give us understanding you will give us clarity you will give us a fresh ability to communicate the mind of the spirit in the name of our Lord Jesus Thank you for that release of the centrifugal force of the spirit. Thank you because it is released over this place, it is released over this nation, it is released over this generation. Thank you because people are being thrown out. Being thrown out, being thrown out into the things that you have called them to do. The force is going to be so strong, and you have brought us into a week of commissioning. Thank you because you are going to release a new breed of people apostles in the marketplace, prophets in the marketplace. Thank you because it's a week of commissioning in the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise, oh God. We give you praise oh God, we give you praise oh God, let everything that we do worship you, let everything that we do magnify your name, let everything that we do declare your greatness, let everything that we do declare your power, let everything that we do declare your majesty, we rip open the atmosphere and we declare that indeed it is the day of the Lord over this city, over this generation, over your people in the name of our Lord Jesus.